What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you on to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 91.3. And we are continuing our playthrough and pretty much finishing our playthrough of the main quest line of The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. <laughs> In case anyone wasn't up to speed. <laughs> and we got Matt with us today. Hello. So, yeah. Um, we left off talking about uh, curing the ugly baby, the ugliest man alive. Uma. Uh, Uma, uh, which turned out to be a elven sage, particularly an elven sage from the other world, uh, Alavak. It has a lot to do with the end of the game. Is it Avalok or Avalak? Aflak? Aflak? Avalok, I think. Avalok. I guess it depends on the on the dialect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so we have two things we have to mainly do. We have to gather um, allies for the upcoming battle at Caramorn, and we also have to find Ciri, which she is on the Isle of Mists, which are or which is in Skellige. So begins me traveling the entire world, talking to all my friends. Um, some of them not friends. Yeah, I'm really curious how you did with your recruitment efforts. So I did not get the achievement for getting everybody for the fight. There's a specific yeah. reason why. Because I killed one of them. <laughs> Oops. Uh, back in 2017 when I played this game for the first time. I killed Kira. Uh, sure. Yeah, the sorceress. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't there. Uh, and I also killed somebody uh, back in The Witcher 2. <laughs> um, apparently Letho can show up at Caramorna and help you out. Oh, really? Yeah. If you spare him in Witcher 2. I'm pretty sure I did spare him in Witcher 2. Did you pick that option when you started the Witcher 3? I think so. But I never... I think you have to do a certain quest in this game to find him again, don't you? I don't know. Or does he automatically show up in your main line? I I, I, I don't even know, because he was dead in my game. I definitely didn't see him in this game. Okay. Apparently he can show up at Karamorn. I did not know that. Um, so I already had like the Novigrad guys. I had them done. All I had to go was talk to them. Skellige. Did you get everyone from there? Uh, so I did not get, I don't think you can get Dijkstra. Oh, I was going to say, I was sure you could get Dijkstra, but that's the only guy I missed because that was the quest line where the game just ended it on me because we had plans to go. I think try to kill Radovid, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll come back." Right. And then, and then the quest line just severed, so I was never able to finish that. So he was a bit pissed when I showed back up to ask him for help. He wasn't pissed at me, but he was like, "No, I'm not helping you." Yeah, uh, I kind of ended that quest line with him. Um, uh, I did have the quest to begin the whole upheaval of Ravid, but I didn't do it because. 
I have a lot of history with that guy. You know, through Witcher 1 and 2, you kind of have a lot to do with him. And I was like, he's he's not that bad. <laughs> um, come to find out, he is that bad when you finish this game. Um, but yeah, I did not, I did not get Dijkstra, uh, which, you know, I, I kind of figured I couldn't get him. So, yeah, but I got everybody else. I got Zoltan. I got, um, yep. I got Triss. Oh, she was just automatically there. Yeah, me so too. I didn't even have to go talk to her. Um, Seeing as she's my intended. Yeah. She'll see, follow me. Yeah. That's, that's definitely not mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I had Kira. So did you have to go talk to her and tell her to come? Yeah, I had to actually go back and do that whole quest line where you need to clear out the ghosts on that island. Right, yeah. I had I had not done that before, so to convince her I needed to go do that, whether in the forest, better in the forest, and then, you know, convince her to come. So I have to I have to preface this because the reason why I ended up killing her, it wasn't I didn't mean to. So what happened was at the beginning of the game, I met up with her. We had an opportunity to have sex. Of course, I took it. And there was a point where, after we we, we rid the ghost of the island, she finds this formula for a virus or something? Or a plague? Yeah, she, it was basically the... What was it? It was like the understanding of the plague... Or the, like enough detail to cure the plague, which is what she said she was going to do, I think. And he was like, "Well, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I want you to have that much power." Yeah. So it, it, during it, that conversation, there was she wanted to fl- flip it into, "Well, once I have this much power, I can take my 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 place at the right hand of the king, basically." Right. So uh, during that conversation. There was a dialogue option that said, I can't believe we fucked. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm choosing that one. <laughs> I chose that one. And then he went on this whole tirade of about how you're betraying me, you're using me, and I'm not going to stand for it. Next thing I know, I'm in a boss fight with her, and she's throwing tornadoes at me. Oh. So I killed her. I, I killed her so much that... I got one of those canned animations, the the finisher animations, where he chopped off her head. <laughs> <laughs> so she's really dead. <laughs> yeah, no coming back from that one. No. Uh, so yeah, that that I remember that happening, all because I was. I like, like that whole quest line. That quest line was really cool, and I, I kind of yeah. wish I'd have finished it because later on, I told a buddy of mine, I was like, "Hey, you know, I did that." He's like, "Ooh, you know, it turns out she's." Not really doing anything bad. I was like, ooh, well, yeah, live and learn. So, well, she won't. <laughs> well, yeah, well, she won't. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So I didn't get her, uh, but I did get. I get. I did get everybody else. Um, let's see. I I had to go to Skellige and do a whole bunch of stuff here. Yeah, I spent quite a long time here. Man, because I I had not done any of those side quests that led up to basically who's going to be the king of Skellige. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did all those, which I really liked. Again, I think that's where this game shines, really, yeah. are those side quests. Yeah, so I, I did that. So there was really, 
like during that whole party that they're having, um, these um, bears come out of freaking nowhere. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they just maul everybody. <laughs> um, to which I immediately thought, you know, there's druids on this island. Druids are known for shape shifting, so I was like, well, let's go find the druids. Um, but it turned out it wasn't that. It was actually just some kind of um, like berserker spell that they put on them. Yeah. But I was able to do that. Um, let's see here. I also, it took me forever to, the Himdal, that guy yeah. who wanted to go fight that giant. Wait, Hjalmar? Or is it Hjalmar? The other, the other family member? Yeah, the brother. The other, the other aunt crack? Yeah. Um, the one went to, wanted to go fight the, the giant. Yeah. It took me forever to do that because I found everything besides him. I found, <laughs> I found where the giant was. I found the cave to find the giant. I found everything there. I even found the diagrams to, to be able to make a master class, um, blacksmith. And I found all that stuff, but I couldn't find him. Mm. Come to find out, he was on the other side of the island fighting a bunch of harpies. I was like, why? And the thing was, was like the dots that were telling you where to go kept leading me back to the cave. When I go into the cave, it lead me out of the cave, then back into the cave. And I was like, I can't figure out where to go. Yeah. The game does get a little bit glitchy sometimes around that. Oh, it, it most certainly does. It gets glitchy there. Dude, I've, I've killed so many people because they got stuck in the environment. And they're just standing there. <laughs> so, I don't know. I had a tough time. I think it was before this when we had to – there's the part with, like, the seven dwarves. Oh, that's that's on the Isle of Mists. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, one of them got stuck in the environment. It was annoying. Oh, is it the Sleepy? Yep. Oh, man, that would have made me so mad. Yep. God, Okay. We'll I actually, so while we were still recruiting here, I wasn't actually sure that I was doing this well because people kind of kept saying no to me. Like when I, I went to Crack on Crate, um, and he basically just said no, but then he gave me a sword. Yeah, he did that to me too. And I was like, uh, well, he gave this to me. Maybe this is, like I couldn't tell if it was, I didn't hadn't done enough previously, so this was my consolation prize, or... If that was the most support he was going to give me, because he was too old to come to come to the castle, so right, I wasn't sure. And then when I went to talk to Ceres, she also said no, and I was like, "All right, I really don't know what's happening here." <laughs> she's like, "But you're gonna have Yalmar. so she's queen in your game." Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I put her on the throne. Now, of course, of course, put the level-headed person on the throne. Why would you not do that? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I made her queen, um, and got the exact same thing you did. So I I got her crappy brother who who really kind of sucks <laughs> to come help me fight the wild hunt. But yeah, uh, did that. Uh, they told me to go find talk to the Nilf Guardians for help. I went and talked to Siri's dad. Yep, and he said, Amir. Yeah, he said no, and I was like, well, I've done a lot for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird, like, throughout this game, even to, like, the last minute of the game, it's a weird relationship with him. Yeah. Very. Because, 
because the whole issue here is like there was quite a lot of dialogue with with him. So I'm like, all right, there at least must be a path through this where you can get him to help. But we basically couldn't agree on who was going to lead the army. Because I was basically asking him to come bring an army with him, and he's like, "Well, yeah," and I've I've got this person who's going to lead it. And Geralt basically said, "No, I, I don't. You know, I don't want you and yours to lead it. We just want your help." And they both just said mutually said no, and then that was the end of it. So I, think I, that's I don't what know. Happened to me. Every time I'm talking to this guy, I tend to be just a complete jerk to him. Because <laughs> I, I really don't like him. Yeah, I, yeah, agreed. So, but yeah, um, uh, so at the end of my recruitment, I had, let's see here, Zoltan, uh, Yennefer, Triss, Himdal, or Himyr, Himyr, um, I had one other guy, Ermion, Ermion? Ermian, Ermian, Ermian. Who basically said yes, it was his duty for having helped to raise Siri. Ermian. Oh, the, uh, the the druid guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the sticks, sticks on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him help me, yeah. I had him. Um, like Vesemir, obviously, and the other witchers. Es- <laughs> Eskel and um, Lambert. I think that's it. Yeah, felt like we were ready to take on the hunt. Yeah. Now we go to the Isle of Mist to get Siri. Um This is the first time. So let me let me pre- preface this. This is the first time in this game that it says, "Hey, once you start this, yep. you can't do anything else for a long time." I was like, okay. So I saved my game. So begins probably six hours of playing <laughs> before you... Yeah, get... I thought this was going to be a good, like, one night power through the end and love no. it. And I did not realize this was so much left in this game. This game ends three times. <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings style. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, go to the Isle of Mists. Um, and uh, when you're th- you get there, it's just covered with monsters. Um, we find a hut that's locked. Uh, it sounds like there's some people behind it. They don't trust you. They think that you may be a monster or trying to hurt them. And so you're like, okay, well, how can I prove that I'm not a monster? They're like, go find our three friends. So I go look for these three friends. Uh, one of them was up on a cliff. Idiot. He fell (laughs) to his death. The other one was already dead in the marsh. And then I found one of them that was alive. So I was like, okay, well, at least I got somebody to prove. Uh, and this guy has narcolepsy. And he falls asleep. Real bad. Yeah. I, I should also mention these were all dwarves. Um, and when you finally make it back to the cabin... Because he keeps falling asleep, and you have to wake him up and also fight off monsters. Yeah, that's where he fell asleep on the way back to the cabin. He fell asleep and got stuck on one of the narrow cliffs. Oh boy! So you have kind of a little bit of a switchback going up up the cliffside, 
and I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't attack him. I kept trying to, like, force push him out from the rock he was stuck in, but it wouldn't work. Uh, and I just, I, I kept staying there. I kept trying to do it. Not, nothing was working. And then I just ran, like, all the way back to the cabin. Nothing happened. I went back down to the marsh, and I finally got some message that said, he's fallen asleep. I'm like, all right, thank God. At least something's happened. <laughs> so then I went back, and he was just, he was in the middle of the path and asleep. So I was able to wake him up and carry on. Okay, there you go. What a pain! Yeah, it was a pain not having him get stuck on anything. Uh, but we make it back, knock on the door, and we got this guy. And he's like, uh, he falls asleep while we're talking. I'm like, oh, I know who that is, and they open the door, and it's all dwarves, four of them. So there was three, and then there was four. What does that mean? They're the seven dwarves, <laughs> and one of them sleepy. Yep, and I'm thinking this is kind of a pivotal moment in this game. Why make a joke? And why go through a weird, any number of dwarf-based side mission when I'm just trying to find Siri? Like this is supposed to be high intensity. We've just set our preparations for, uh, you know, for the invasion. We're going to get Siri finally. We know where she is, and now we're on a weird dwarf finding side quest. I thought it was. Really weirdly timed. Yeah, I, th- I found it kind of weird. Like I was just like, really? You guys are making like a, a Snow White reference here? Because, you know, there, there's a woman who's dead or quote-unquote asleep, which happens in Snow White. Um, Yeah. So uh, they, they're like, I'm looking for a woman. They're like, oh, she got ashen hair. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but she, she's in here, but she didn't make it, and yeah, she's she's dead. So Geralt, um, it it shows Geralt, um, basically going through kind of all the memories he had of Siri, as he's slowly walking to her dead body, and um, we see Geralt cry, and uh, I was like, man. This is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and as he's holding her in his arms, uh, spirits go into her. Some kind of witcher bond. Well, it was those things he was following, right? The wisp. It was the, like a wisp. The wisps. Yeah. I think that's what, what it was. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think so. Um, and she came back to life. Uh, and it was like um, they, they – if if anybody – I'm sure everybody listening to this has watched the Witcher TV sh- show, the last episode. In fact, one of the last scenes is whenever Geralt finally finds Ciri and they're running to each other's arms as they're in the forest. It plays that exact same scene right here. And I was like, wow. Either the show – Really, Must follow, have. really yeah. followed that part, or that's really written in the book very descriptively. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, so she's back alive. I try. I I decide to spend some time with her, catching up. So I I do all the optional dialogue choices here, talking to her. Yep. I mean, this is this is what the whole game has been building toward, right? Almost literally, the entire game is trying to find Siri. Find Siri. So. I wanted to know what she was doing. And so we went through the whole rundown of, well, she's, 
she's been she's been to other worlds. Um, she came back with this Avalok guy, uh, and the entire time they're being chased by the Wild Hunt. And she goes to you know. She gets she gets mixed up with everybody. Gets mixed up with the Bloody Baron. Gets mixed up in Novigrad with uh, Horson Junior. Um, gets mixed up with the people. The Crones, yeah, the Crones, Skellige, um, all that stuff. And so we're like, okay, well, let's uh, let's get you out of here. The dwarves run off with our ship. <laughs> And then as soon as they're f- taking off, here comes the wild hunt because they now find her. So she has to teleport us. She teleports us straight to Caramore. So it begins the battle preparations for the big fight against the wild hunt. That was also not the end of the game. <laughs> yes, that was also not the end of the game. Holy crap. So... I don't know if it matters what you choose here. Uh, I, I chose to have the traps because I don't use potions yep. in this game. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, I have no need for potions. All I need is a chicken sandwich and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of onions. Yeah. For some reason, I've got like 74 onions. I've got tons of blue, I think raspberries or strawberries or something. I can't remember what it is. Um. But, uh, yeah, so I, I had the traps spread all around. I fixed the wall. Yep, those are the two choices I made, too. Yeah. And uh, we got all the battle, battle preparations ready. Uh, so the big plan was was that uh, uh, we had the wild hunt um, come in. We're basically going to block off everything with a magical barrier with the Yennefer. And so that way they're they're kind of funneled into a certain area to try and make it into the stronghold. At which point, Trist is going to rain down fire from the sky and burn a lot of them up. Uh, Geralt and Lambert are going to be down in the forest waiting to ambush them to make sure that we can try and close all those portals that they're coming through. And the rest of them are kind of be are, are going to kind of be um, uh, defensive stuff at the uh, at the stronghold just in case they make it through. So uh, yeah. Um, before this fight, I think, no, it's after this fight when we, when, yeah, because we have to comfort Siri. So, and we'll get to that in a second. So let's talk about this fight. I didn't find any of this too difficult. Yeah, I gotta say this is essentially from this point on. In hindsight, I wish I had turned the difficulty up a notch because I've been playing this game on easy. Oh, I've been playing on normal and it's still easy. Yeah, exactly. I was playing it on like my my swords have leveled up so much at this point that you know through most of the game I didn't really care because there weren't battles where I felt like I was missing something if there wasn't a a twinge of concern on whether I, or not I would win. But from here on out, there's so many important fights that. To, to be able to breeze through them as e- easily as I did took away any importance that they would have had. Like, th- these are supposed to be, you know, definitive, you know, life-defining fights here, and they were just, 
not really any more difficult than fighting any wolf in the woods. Just happen to be a little bit longer because they have health bars. But you know, and if throughout the whole re- early part of this game, it didn't matter to me because there weren't this this level of fight didn't exist. Right. And uh, yeah, I just wish in hindsight I had played j- jumped this up a level. I felt the exact same way. The only fight that I actually had to physically try at was the final fight. Yeah. And the only reason why is because that guy parries almost everything. Yep. So Even for me, uh, yeah, that, that one. Yeah, just that, kept rolling roll and swing. Exactly. Roll, swing, I, swing, roll, yeah, swing, well, swing. I would I would do a slide I'd do a slide side sidestep and then hit him yeah. twice, then do another sidestep. Yep. But um but, and they were decent fights. I just I kept felt like I was like, oh, this would be way better if I was more scared. Right. Yeah. Because I was to the point, so I, I put points into like uh, what was it called? It was um, it was one of the brown skills. Um, it was when you eat something, you have health regeneration all day. Like or, for 20, 20 in-game minutes, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's like 20, it's, it's supposed to be 24 hour a day, like an entire day. Yeah. I think it's called like well-fed or something like that, or, or gourmet yep. or something like that. I can't remember, but, um. I turned, that was actually, I turned that on ages ago and it was super helpful because I kept running out of food items before that. Yeah. And then from then on, you, you, you barely need any. So it's, it's really, it makes the game a bit easier to play, if nothing else. Yeah. So, um. I, uh, yeah, this fight, th- th- this whole battle seemed really, really easy. It was mainly just like, you know, uh, going around killing some of the random guys, closing the portals, um, and then just, you know, that was pretty much it. You know, then going back to the stronghold and fighting guys off there. You do take over a Siri a couple of times, or maybe just yep. one time, I can't remember. But, um,. The, the the thing is about Siri, Siri is is Siri's almost easy mode unless she gets surrounded. Uh, if she gets surrounded, man, I really wish I could eat a chicken sandwich. <laughs> um, but other than I, that, it's, it's still easy. also weird to me that you have the opportunity to loot with her and it means nothing. 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 I don't know. That's, that is weird, though. Uh, but yeah, um, make it all the way through this. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the wild hunt gets the upper hand, and they're able to corner um, Siri and Vesemir. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're the only ones that's not frozen solid, because the uh, they're it's like whenever they first show up, the frost takes over. Yeah, but you which can, you get to see a bit later, and it's really cool. Yeah, um, and and if you don't shield yourself from that initial frost, you're frozen and can't move. And Geralt yep. and Lambert and Eskel, they all get frozen. And the only people that's not frozen is Ciri and Vesemir. Vesemir tries to fight them off as best he can, uh, and Ciri is kind of cornered there. They're like, okay, you're coming with us. She's like, no. Dude holds Vesemir up by his throat and says that you are or we're going to kill your friend here. And Vesemir don't give craps. 
<laughs> he pulls out a freaking shiv and stabs that guy in the chest. And they break his stinking neck. <laughs> yep. Vesemir lays there dead. Siri sees this and goes ballistic. And she starts her little screaming thing where it makes everything vibrate and people go nuts. The wild hunt has to escape. So they travel through portals to get away because it's going to kill them. And it knocks the frost off of all the people that's in the Karamoran. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Now we're laying there. Vesemir's dead. Yeah, when that happened to Vesemir, I was like, oh crap. Well, the fact that I didn't get Dykstra is why. Like, I didn't have enough support here to keep Vesemir alive. But then when everything about the Wild Hunt leaving was based on Ciri's reaction, then I assumed that that had to happen. So, I don't I don't know. I'm not sure if you could save him or not. I'm pretty sure that's scripted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we have a funeral for Vesemir. And uh, it's time for more battle preparations. <laughs> Avalok is like, we have no time we have to continue on. So uh, I, I'm guessing the next day or maybe a couple of days later, uh, Avalok is trying to train Siri how to use her powers more. And she's getting very frustrated, getting very angry. So we have an option. Uh, we can tell Siri to buck up, try harder, do it for Vesemir. <laughs> Or we can have a snowball fight, and um, and just uh, kind of blow off some steam that way. So I choose to have a snowball fight. Yep, me too. Um, and uh, yeah, we have a good time there. So, should I mention it now, or should I save it? Everybody who's listened to this has played this freaking game. <laughs> So there are about four or five choices that, unbeknownst to me, are what basically decides the final ending to this game. This one, where you either tell her to buck up or have a snowball fight, is one of those choices. Yep. They decided to use these, what seem to be small, menial things that influence Siri that changed the ending to the game. Yeah, to basically give her more confidence to follow her, you know, follow her intuition or not. Yeah. Is essentially what you're doing, right? Like, either she takes control and she, you know, takes ownership of her final actions or she doesn't. But I don't know. I'd really like to see the two extremes of how it plays out. So, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But, um,. So uh, after that, um, we've come up with the big idea that we can fight the wild hunt on our own terms. And we ha uh, Alvlock has a plan, along with, I think, Yennefer and Triss. Um, but it's going to take some extra manpower. Specifically mages. Yeah. More like sorceress. sorceress's power. Yeah. So... 
we we have that plan, but we're not going to it just yet because Siri has uh, another thing up her sleeve. She comes to Geralt in the night and says, I want to get revenge for Vesemir. And I don't think you have the option to say no here. Or you may have the option to say no, but you still have to go. Yeah. Um, I said, okay. So we want to find the guy who actually did the killing of Vesemir. Emerlith. Yeah. So um, they, uh, they find out that he loves... He loves the women and the wine. And uh, a good time to find somebody who likes that kind of thing is during this special festival that's been that's happening tonight. Uh, and it's being hosted by the the people who worship <laughs> the crones. Uh, every year, I think, or not, is it every year that they have this? I think so. Yes, every year they have this. So every year they have this, this festival, uh, where they, they make sacrifices to the crones. That way they have a good harvest for the following year. They get blessed by them. So we show up there saying, yeah, we're, we're part of the partiers too. Um, and, uh, we have to prove ourselves to this this blind woman. There's only a few people who get selected to go meet the crones, and uh, Siri immediately gets selected. The, the 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 blind woman says, "Yeah, you're worthy. You're going up." Yeah, because yeah. it needs to be like the young, strongest, you yeah, know, the most, you know, the the best specimens of humanity, basically. Right. And Gerald's like, "Well, I'm going too." She's like, "Nah, <laughs> too old. <laughs> you're you're too old, and you're weird." <laughs> <laughs> Not in those words, but basically that's what she's saying. So she forces us to do a test. She has a coin that she throws off a cliff into a river down below. She Away says, from the Witcher, not to the Witcher. Oh, yeah. Where you're supposed to be throwing coins. Oh, man. Oh. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she throws the coin to the river or the, the whatever it is down there. And she wants us to go get it. Easy freaking peasy. I jump yeah. down, get it, bring it back up to her. She's like, okay, you can go. Yeah, I guess the one thing is you get that little boss fight. Well, yeah, that it's a trick. So she, so she's like, make sure you just show, show them that coin. Like, okay. Oh, well, that that one too, but there was a separate one when I grabbed the coin and left the water. I fought... I forget what they're called. A giant... It's not a bear, but it's got like antlers. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a, a fiend. A fiend, yeah. Yeah. I, I fought that too, but that... Oh, man, that, that was a five-hit boss fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, I have somehow become over-leveled. I finished this game at level 35 and have no idea how I did that. Because I started this whole thing at like level twenty-eight, the levels just keep coming at the end of this game. Yeah, yeah, it's because these major quests finish, and each one is worth so much. Yeah, you get a thousand experience back to back, kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm definitely leveled for Heart of Stone. 
But um, yeah, uh, so the, she's like, okay, you can go on up, uh, show him the coin, show him the coin, and this freaking like demon imp thing attacks me. <laughs> yeah, demon imp gatekeeper. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you got the coin. That's a traitor's coin, and then it starts fighting me. I was like, oh man. So I killed it pretty pretty easily. Yeah. It was, I was to a point where I was like, I kind of want to go back and kill that woman. Yep, me too. But I couldn't. <laughs> I so, thought the same thing. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go back and just stab her. She's betrayed me. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, uh, we, uh, we've uh, continued on. Finally uh, find the crones. Um, well, we don't. Uh, Siri does. So at this point, they they decide to split up. Geralt's going to go after the what are we calling these people? The Elven Wild Hunt guys. Yeah, the evil elves. I the, don't know the evil elves. The elves from another world. Elves Nino Kuni. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Geralt's going to go take care of that guy while. Uh, Siri's gonna go take care of the crones. So, we'll talk about the crone fight first. Siri runs into the crones. Uh, they are disguised as very naked women. Uh, eating, uh, human soup with... <laughs> yeah. So I remember this scene from the trailer. That, that big famous trailer that said, uh. hey, we want to play through all the Witcher games. <laughs> Cause yep. I, I remember a naked woman drinking blood off of somebody else's finger and I was like okay that's I need to play this game <laughs> pretty tiny part of the actual game yeah I know and also toward the end <laughs> yeah um but they eventually turn into their their disgusting ugly selves and we have uh, a boss fight with them I had a little bit of trouble with this fight mainly because you got two enemies throwing projectiles at you while one of them's trying to hit you with melee attacks. I didn't know who to take on first. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I eventually I, I did beat them all. Um, also at this time, uh, I have to say, uh, when I started this part, I, uh, I told my wife, Hey, she, she liked the Witcher TV show. I was like, hey, you want to see the ending to The Witcher 3? She's like, sure, come on in. We sat down and, and I played a lot of this game and didn't finish it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not finishing it tonight. Because I thought I was at the end. Yeah, me too. So, um, but yeah, she saw that and she's like, what are you playing? Because I was like, there's, there's a lot of naked people in this game. Just, <laughs> just let it go. Um, so yeah, um, I defeat the crones. One of them still lives. Uh, the the one with the 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 hornet's nest for an eye. <laughs> yeah, which is very very disturbing to me. <laughs> yes, um, she survives and flies off. Uh, I don't know where she goes. I figured she would come back. Yeah, me too. I figured she went off to warn people, if nothing else. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But it just she just ran off, and it was never settled. Huh. Okay. Uh, and then Geralt fights uh, 
Wild Hunt bad guy from the other world. Emerlith. Emerlith. You can pronounce it better than I can. Uh, which was kind of like a commander in the Wild Hunt army. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you how high he was. Is He's not the number two, right? No. He's just no. like the battle commander? Yeah. I the think, ar- I, army leader? I, yeah, I think this guy's just kind of the army leader. Like he, He's yeah. kind of like the sergeant, the lieutenant's the mage, and then you got the general, the, the big hit, hit guy. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this fight was a joke. Like I, uh, I did not have, I had more problems with the crones than this guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think you're right. Just having more characters to deal with, with the crones makes it a little bit harder. Anybody one-on-one at this point is pretty easy. Yeah. Because all you need to do is side roll and it basically, that's a valid strategy for anyone. At least on easy, anything works. So, um, I beat that guy real easily. He's dead. Uh, like, real dead. Um, and then we return back to Karamoran for the, the final kind of battle preparations of, hey, what do we need to do to finish this? Of course, everybody's upset with us because we ran off with Siri and, well, we didn't know. How could you put her in danger? Yeah, nobody knew where she went. But, um, so here's 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 the skinny. Here's here's the the plan. Avalok says that there is a special item that they can use that is from their world that was left in this world that will allow us to basically summon the wild hunt to wherever we want. That way we have them where we want them. Um, but to hold them in place, we're going to need the help of some sorceresses. That's when Jennifer and Trish come in and say, well, we've got some ideas of where we can find some sorceresses. Uh, the first one being Philippa Eilhart, which is the, the blind one. And the other one is, what's the other one's name? Uh, shit. We have a couple. Yeah. Margarita, I think, is the one that was in prison. That's right, Margarita, and she was also in prison with another familiar face, Sheila. Yes. Um. So. Uh. We get to choose who we want to take on first. I I chose to do Philippa first. Yeah, I think I did too. Uh, Philippa, she was right under our noses the entire time. Uh, Zoltan had a pet owl. And, uh, he lost the owl in a card game. And, uh, the owl was actually Philippa transformed. (laughs) Was she trapped transformed? I think so. Yeah, I think she had a little thing on her foot, right? Yeah. uh... I think so. Yeah, uh, but I think they took it off of her when they took her to Dijkstra's place. Yep. So Dijkstra has her, uh, and they took it off, and now she's back in in human form, and she's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> she's throwing fireballs and stuff down in the the baths for Dijkstra. We show up, and Dijkstra's like, "Okay, we'll go get her." 
So she's controlling Dijkstra's men. I have to kill them. Finally, I get her. And I'm like, okay, would you chill out? We're trying to help you. And Dijkstra doesn't want us to have her. Yeah, and I can't really tell. He seems to both like be in love with her and want to kill her. I think he hates her. I could be wrong, though. Purely? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But uh, she has some information. So I trade that information uh, to Dijkstra for her. Um, which I think is the whole King Rabbited thing. Yep. Because she was, wasn't she the, the sorceress for King Rabbited? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, the next, so we got her on our side. The, the next person, next sorceress we get is. So I went, I went through at that point after though with Philippa and I went through and killed King Rabbited. Oh, you did? Yep. Look at you. So you did all that whole side quest. Uh, yeah, I did that long side quest where basically I had to go talk to Radovid and then tell him I had trapped Philippa to get him to come. And then he double-crossed me and, and told his guards to kill me. But obviously if gigantic trolls and bosses can't kill me, then his like two idiot guards aren't going to take me down. <laughs> so I basically led him into a trap. So how did he die? Uh, he was trying to escape and was running down an alley away from me and then ended up running into like the last door in the alley Philippa walked out of as he was approaching it. And then she had him up against the gates. He was trying to get out and then she just stabbed him up against the gates. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then there was a, there was a bit of a bit of like extra double crossing because you know there was the whole when I was back trying to recruit Dykstra and Roche. So Roche is there again, and they're all plotting and trying to decide really like, you know, what's what's the best for our area? Like, should we, you know, should we kill Radovid? What what should we actually be doing? And they had all kind of decided to kill Radovid, but then Dijkstra, um. Ended up double crossing even Roche because Roche they like they were going to give in to the South, I think, and then Dijkstra basically said, "I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to rule a free state," huh. and he's like, "I'm going to take over and rule our area, Tamaria, I guess." And so double crossed everybody essentially, and then I I basically said, "You're not." Going to. I don't remember if I killed Dijkstra. I don't think so. But we did end up having a, a showdown at the end. I might have killed him, and then Roche walked away. So I don't know. There was a lot of a lot of in- intensity there at the end. That's insane. I didn't do any of that. Kind of wish I had now. Yeah, I mean, I felt like Radovid should die. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> I've got something to share with you. <laughs> um, see, I didn't do any of that. Um, I forgot to mention Roche, Roche, Roche was with me at Karamoran too. I forgot about that. Um, 
So, uh, yeah. Next uh, sorceress is Margarita. She's being held yep. by the, the witch hunters. Go and uh, break in and um, decide to uh, to break her out. She's also got a cellmate. An old friend of ours from The Witcher 2. Who doesn't seem all that beaten up and broken up to actually like be unsavable in this world where there's magic everywhere. That's what I was thinking too. But apparently not. Uh, she's to the point where she can't, you know, she's going to die. Um, which, you know, in The Witcher 2, I could have chose to, well... There was multiple chances for me to kill her. <laughs> uh, one of them being letting her melt in her little, her little circle <laughs> by by not removing that crystal. But yeah, I let her live. I remember that. And then she eventually turns into a dragon, right? <laughs> yep. And then you have another option to kill her there, and I let her go there too. So, <laughs> after all that, she just dies in a cell. She just dies in a cell. I do finally kill her, though, because you get the option between yeah. letting Jennifer kill her or, or Geralt. And I was like, "Mercy, let yeah. me finish this." <laughs> so yeah, I, I let her. Uh, I let her die by my blade. Um, man, did I murder some people here? <laughs> yeah, and I did it very, very slowly because. Again, playing on easy, there wasn't much difficulty here, but I found myself continually overloaded during this section. So for some reason, I was just stalking this whole like central yard and up and down the stairs into the dungeon part in the overloaded state. So I was just so slow. Oh, I felt man. like the Terminator. I felt like the Terminator just walking through there murdering people and doing it slowly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I got to the point where I was like, I don't need this. Throw it away. Yeah, I did at the end. I realized there was no point to have the extra money either. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I murdered a whole bunch of witch hunters here. Uh, but I got her out. So we got, we got our two sorceresses. Um, there is two more things we have to do before the final preparations is finished. Uh, I would say the next thing I, uh, well, the next thing I did do was talk to Avalok. Yep. And you do your little world hopping here. Oh man. That stuff was wild. Yeah, that was kinda cool. Yeah. So uh he he has the bright idea of so come to find out the the leader of the wild hunt, Aridan. Yep. Yeah. He conspired to and carried out the assassination of their king. Avalok knows this and says that his magical advisor or his, his, one of the guys that's like a big to do in their realm, um, if he finds this out, he will not aid the wild hunt during our fight. So his idea is let's go and convince this guy to help us by not aiding Aridan. And you have the option of either saying, let's just go kill him 
and he can't aid anybody or let's go convince him. Yep. I chose to go convince him. Yep. Me too. So in order to get to him, we first had to travel between multiple worlds. Uh, in fact, it, I think the quest is called through time and space. Mm-hmm. So we went through multiple space between spaces and, um, all these different worlds. So there's, there's like a, a world that's all desert and then there's a world that's all ice or just that you know, like, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the end of the Witcher one where the, the, the frost had taken over everything. Yeah. There was uh, one world that we we immediately started underwater. <laughs> uh, the one, the poisonous gas. Oh god, I couldn't stand that one because I didn't know where to go. Yeah, I had one part in the middle where I wasn't sure where to go. Yeah, because I was like, if I fall here, I die. So I didn't know where to drop down at. Which, to be fair, in this game, Geralt kind of a badass, but if he falls like six feet, he just dies immediately. Yeah. There have been a number of times where he didn't fall much more than like six or seven feet in just instant death. And I was like, all right, it's not really upholding your badass image, but all right, we'll go with it. Yeah. So here, here's a fun fact. Um, I call it Skyrimming. The reason why I call it Skyrimming is in Skyrim, if there's a mountain in your way, hit the jump button a bunch of times and you'll finally climb that mountain. Instead of going around it. Geralt can kind of do that. Yeah, sort of. If you spam the jump button, he just has enough momentum to go up a little bit higher. He may slide back down, but he'll go up just a little bit higher. So I was to the point in this game where I was like, I have the feline school witcher set. I want to improve it. I was never able to get the master class. But I was able to get the enhanced version and the superior version. Getting one of the pieces of the enhanced version, it was in an area where I had to swim across this body of water. But in order to get there, I was on a high cliff. Well, I got stuck on this cliff doing a animation of him sliding. <laughs> I was on a peak. And basically, I would go down this like valley of like four feet. He would slide down, slide up on the other side, slide back down, slide up, slide up, down, up, down. <laughs> and I did that long enough to get an achievement saying that I have slid for so many seconds straight without stopping. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. And then I finally just jumped and actually missed the water and landed on the shore and then died. I had to start over. But, uh, <laughs> because of course I did. But, uh, yeah. So, um, I was able to get that really cool looking armor and I really liked the feline set because it's light armor and I was all about sidestepping. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was nice. Uh, let's see here. Where was I at? Where was I at? Um, Crap, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, going through the worlds. So we went through all the worlds, finally ran into... It started with a G. It was like a G something hyphen or... Gales. Gales. 
Yeah. Um, finally run into him. And, uh, I have to miss this because I couldn't help. I, I busted out laughing at the end of that scene where they showed what he was actually painting. <laughs> yeah. I was like, obviously this is supposed to be abstract art, but it looked freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because even if it was abstract, it wasn't good. No. So he was painting a naked woman and, uh, um, when it, I, when it pans to the picture, because you don't ever see what he's painting, but at the end of the scene, it pans to the picture, and like one of her eyeballs is up in the air, and one of her breasts is like up in the air. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "This is dumb." <laughs> oh man! But anyway, <laughs> so um, uh, yeah. So we have the discussion with him. This guy, this guy is like the most smarmy person I've ever met. <laughs> yep. Um, but, um, he, uh, he's like, okay, uh, what do you two idiots have to say? They're like, well, we have information and we're going to show you this information through, uh, basically, I can't remember what they call it, but it was basically like through, um, like a mind share kind of thing. So, uh, he agrees comes back to our world we use um i think margarita no we use somebody i can't remember who it was to basically go through her mind and uh share the um the 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 memory of yeah yeah, of eridan killing the king and when he sees this he's like okay yeah I, i i hate all of you here but I'm not going to stand for this. If if Aridan asks for troops for this battle of yours, he won't get them. And I was like, yay. Yeah, Did, is there still another chance here to kill him? I, I feel I, like there was a conversation about, like, uh, do we trust him or not, basically. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I did the whole get get him to help me. Thing. Yeah, me too. So, uh, yeah, got that done. Uh, last order of business is going around with Siri so that she can say her thank yous and goodbyes to people. So begins a couple of other things that really influence the ending of the game. Uh, the first one being um, Philippa and Margarita want to have a private meeting with her about what oh, yeah. what she needs to do. Yep. And uh, you have the option of saying, all right, I'm going with you, or you got this. Go do it on your own. <laughs> what did you do, Matt? I'm still very much of the mind that this, you know, the whole game was about getting Siri. You know, I'm Siri's, like, mentor. I'm not going to let her do any of this stuff on her own. So you went with her. Yep. What happened? Um, there was just... From what I remember of this part, it was just a big discussion of... Who should... Who does Siri want to... Uh, to, to where, does she, where does she want to be? What does she want to do when this is all over? 
and they wanted her to come into the order or the council and they were going to train her but then there was separately there was the question of Avalok unless this is a different part where it was basically the question of do you want to go with them and work for the order and work your way up or do you want to go with Avalok and, and be trained basically to you know for your own personal personal command over your elder blood and your abilities Okay, so that definitely had to happen there because I didn't get that scene because I told her, you got this, go on your own. Yeah. I so in retrospect yeah. I was like, did I miss something? I, I feel like I, I was I should have went. But for some odd reason, I I don't know. I felt like being the 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 father figure to her and trying saying, to <laughs> basically saying, you know, you're a big girl now, you can handle this. Yeah, you're independent, you can you can own this. Yeah. And there was the in the times where she was having a rough time, I comforted her. And I consoled her. So, yeah. Uh but uh there's let's see, what else does she do? She goes to skill yeah. That's another one here. Yeah, that's 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 another big one. Um she so I there was a few things that happened here that I was like me mentally when it was happening, I was like, I have this information but I'm not gonna tell her. <laughs> Cause some of this stuff makes me look like a bad guy. <laughs> but it ne- but it's never actually brought up. Like the whole the whole Skell thing, like when we go back to Skellige and she's wanting to uh She's wanting to um to find him. Uh, yep. she, you know, I had the option to say, "Oh, he's dead," and then I was like, "But if I say that, she'll ask, well, how do you know he's dead?'" And I'd be like, "Because we raised his dead body back to the ground and found out where you were, and that'd make her mad." So I was like, "I'm just gonna say, I don't know, I don't know where he is." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we um. We f- we find him. They threw him in a pit where they throw all their dead animals. <laughs> yep, she's pretty pissed, and they they threw him in the pit because he ran away from the fight when yeah. the wild hunt invaded. Yeah, I thought she was going to kill somebody there. Well, yeah, and so uh, we have we give him a proper burial, and some of the village people see us doing that and come back up to us, and it's like you don't have any respect for our customs. Yeah, he he abandoned us in our time of need. Therefore, he does not deserve a burial. Yeah, and then she's like, "No, he abandoned you guys to save my butt, and saving my butt saved your butt." So, uh, and then she punched the guy in the face. Yep. So uh, I did that one. Um. Uh, so here, what else? There's the troop. There's a uh, yeah. like a bunch of. Actors. Yeah, that that mime guy I kept seeing. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, hung out with them, watched them juggle. Uh, they wanted, they needed some horses, and I was like, "Ah, we'll go steal you some horses." So uh, I went and stole horses for them. Yeah, me too. I kind of waffled a little bit here whether I should be stealing the horses with them because at one point I was like, "All right, I want Siri to have some good morals," so I said, "Ah, oh, we shouldn't do this," but then I did it anyway. 
And I think that is the better thing for Siri if you do steal the horses. I think so, too. I can't remember if that was one of them or not. I, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, uh, she went and saw that the, the woman that ran the, the, the tavern. But I don't think anything happened there. She was just saying thank you for your help. Yeah. Uh, we went and saw Horson Jr., but... I remember, so huh. so there was a part, <laughs> there was a part in that game where, uh, I I straight up murdered Horson Horson Junior. <laughs> yeah, me too. And like she, without remorse. Oh yeah, no, I I straight up killed him. That guy was a piece of crap. Yeah. So uh um, and she was like, I'm gonna go see Horson Junior, and I was waiting for the option to pop up saying, well, you kind of can't because he's dead, but it never popped up. And I was like, okay, I'll just go with it. And then all of a sudden, he's sitting there. I'm like, what the crap? I murdered him. I know I did. <laughs> and uh, kind of found out it's Doodoo, who is uh, the, the shifter, the shapeshifter. <laughs> and he figured, who better to take the, the role of than Horson Jr.? Because he pretty much ran <laughs> the, the underground here. <laughs> And I thought it was funny as soon as he took him over, he, like everything turned around and they got money everywhere, and he's like running all the businesses better than Horson Jr. ever was. Yeah, because he wasn't a douchebag. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, did that. I think that's it. Yeah, I can't think of any else. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else either. So. So Siri should be satisfied now. She's said all of her thank yous and goodbyes. Yep. Um, we we sell off the Skellige, which I think we had already done some of that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had already done some of this, and now we're in Skellige. That's when she's like, oh, I want to go find um, uh, her dead boyfriend and give him proper burial. Um, So... Uh, Avalok gives us a little bit more detail as to what they're uh, going after, which is the Sunstone, which is a ancient thing uh, from legend, talking about this elven love story about a guy who gave this to his love, and whenever she felt love, love for him or yearning for him, she could use it, and he could. He'd be summoned there at any given moment. Um, so we're going to use this sunstone to basically summon our heart's desire, which is the wild hunt, so we can murder him. <laughs> so uh, we have to go find it. Um, and it's in a cave. I have to talk about this. Because The Witcher 3 is a fantastic game. Getting in a boat and going anywhere in this game is the most tedious, boring stuff I've ever done in a video game. I hate sailing in this game. Hate it. Matt, how do you feel about it? Uh, (laughs) Not the the same, because you're very quiet. Not the same, but... On that side of the spectrum. I didn't love it, but, I mean, in the end, 
you know, when we get to the wrap-ups and stuff and, you know, how I feel about it, the main thing I loved about this game was the world. I, I, I have an Oculus Quest. I've played some VR, but this game to me is the closest I've ever gotten to something like Ready Player One. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think this is one of the, you know, richly textured worlds that I've played. On top of that, this is probably the first game like this that I've ever played with a headset on and, like, really had 3D sound and, like, really been immersed uh, in, as far as audio and visual goes. So I felt like I was in this game, in this world, more than I have in any VR game even. Sure. And so the only things I really liked about the sailing are that I actually felt like I was leaving a land behind and going to a different land. So the fact that it was boring was something that I liked because it gave me that separation between land masses. And, you know, it was something that I felt if it was all fast travel, even on some of these places, it would have taken a little bit of that immersion out. And that's, even though it was boring, it contributed to the overall immersion, which to me was the number one part of this game. So I can't completely hate it, hate it, even if it was kind of boring. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. There's another thing that got on my nerves. Um, why was there always tropical storm winds all the time? <laughs> yeah. Also, 70% of the time it was raining. Yep. I would like to see just a little bit more, like, water surface issues as well. Given, like, this game does the whole day-night cycle and the weather patterns better than I've ever seen, ever. If they could have done some of that to the sea and had maybe a few more interesting things happen while you're at sea, it it would have made that part feel a bit more real. Yeah. I remember the... the, um, Going to the... the, um, I didn't... I didn't realize I, I should have fast traveled, but going to the Isle of Mists was about a fifteen minute trek. All yeah, I did a, that all on boat too. All yeah. on a boat. My boat was my boat capsized about two thousand feet from the island, and I had to swim the rest of the way <laughs> because of my those stupid harpies that kept following me. Yeah. At one point, I had a harpy just hanging on for dear life, just to, just, I mean, for like a mile, just held on. <laughs> I was just like, would you please get off my boat? It finally got off and it broke the boat and I had to swim the rest of the way. I was like, I, oh my God, I hate this. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, uh, man, where was I going? Oh yeah, Sunstone. Gotta go find the Sunstone. Um, uh, on top of that, there's a couple of other things that we do. We learn a little bit more about Avalok. Um, there's, he's been hinting at wanting to go to some place, and uh, we'll kind of find out it's his laboratory. Uh, we decide to go there without <laughs> him, <laughs> and. Um, he uh, he's been doing a whole lot of research on the Elder Blood. Essentially, everything there is to know about Siri, he's trying to learn it. And um, it feels like he has more plans for her than he's letting on. 
other than just tutoring her, which is what he claims. previously said he would do. Yeah, what he claims to be doing. So, uh, and we also run into his, I don't know what she is, I guess his apprentice girlfriend? Don't know? Yeah, not sure. Uh, we get the option to say, let's just walk away, but I'm like, no, no, no. What's I've lot been saying about Siri? And she, who man. <laughs> she goes into great detail about how much he really can't stand her and can't wait to be rid of her and how she's just a burden to him. And I'm like, oh, man, this is making her feel bad. Did you get that, too? I don't remember that part. So I may have missed that. Okay, so there, there's a there's a part after that where she gets really mad. And she's she's in the laboratory of Avalok. And she's like, you know, I really wish I could punch something right now. And so I have the option to, let's destroy this place. So it starts off kind of simple enough. Geralt just kind of nudges a bottle off of a table and it smashes. And he smiles at Siri, and the Siri's like, let's do it. And she just trashes the whole place. Looks like Tommy Wiseau at the end of the room. Yeah. Um, and we're just, we're just knocking down everything. And, you know, she has a good laugh. She hugs Geralt and makes her feel better. Yeah. I did that part. Okay. So, yeah. We did that. That's another one of those influences the final part of the game. Uh, but off to find the sunstone. Uh, gosh. Sailing all the way around to go to that cave. <sighs> It's a puzzle in the cave. It's not really a puzzle. You just got to move the levers. I didn't realize that until after I tried it like three times. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what to line them all up on. Yeah. It turns out not really anything. Nothing. Nothing. Um, uh, fight a few things here. Nothing too bad. Philippa. Um, Some shadows here for the first time, right? Yeah. Shadow, yeah. shadow people. Shadow people. Um, Philippa uh, starts throwing a little bit of doubt into Geralt's mind here, saying, you don't really know what Avalok's up to. You don't know what he's really wanting Siri to do. And yeah. she turns into an owl and flies away, and man, that screwed me up completely. Because she left me in this freaking series of caves, and it took me forever to find my way out again. <laughs> because you can't bring up a map you can only look at the mini-map. Because if you bring yeah. up the map, it just brings up the world map. That's not helping me. Ugh. Okay, so there's, so there's a few things in this game that got on my nerves. First off, if you're inside of a place, you can only use the mini-map to find stuff. You can't look at a map of the place. And that's really annoying. Yeah. All this stuff it, started I, cropping it, up It just seems end. like a weird like gap. Like, why can't you? Yeah. Is there... Is there a rationale? Are they intentionally limiting you? I, I can't tell. If so, it doesn't feel like it's better that yeah. they do that. I mean, it may not be much worse, but it doesn't seem like there's any advantage to it. Exactly. So we get the Sunstone, we take the Avalok, and now we're we're ready to go. I guess. Uh, there, there's one final piece. Um... The Nilfgaardians show up, and 
they're not particularly there to help us. They're actually there to take over Skellige. <laughs> and uh, the, um, oh man, what's his name? The crate. The, the Crack on crate. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the the father of the queen, um, he's like they're not taking my stuff. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> um, so um, Jennifer gives us a note and says, "Go take it to the king of uh, of the Nilfgaardians and remind him of the promise that he made us, which was pretty much give them." give the sorceresses complete amnesty uh, and forgive them of their, their, I guess their crimes, but they didn't really have any crimes. Yeah. They're just kind of being persecuted. Yeah. I mean, back whenever the, the lodge was, was around in the Witcher two, they were doing some pretty, pretty nasty stuff. there, plotting stuff like that. Um, but uh, basically, he promised amnesty, and he also promised to release another one of the Lodge members, which he had on the boat with him. Um, I had to sneak onto the boat, and by sneak on, I mean immediately get spotted and get shot at until I swam up to the right boat, and it said, oh, it's the Witcher, let him on in. Yep. Um, who is this final... Uh, Sorceress that he had for life, me I can't think of who it was. And I legit did this today. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Damn it. Ah, well, it, 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 she she's there for a second. Sure, she helps us out during the fa- final thing, but you see her from one cutscene. But anyway, uh, we've got everything in order. It's time. Fring, fring, fringilla? Fringilla. Fringilla. That's right. Yeah. So we have everything in order. It's ready. All we got to do is summon the white... Uh, not the white. I was going to say the white walkers. Wow. <laughs> uh, they pretty much are, but... Um, yeah. I'm going to summon the, uh, the wild hunt. And... Um, you know, to be honest with you, for the longest time, I thought that's what they look like. I didn't realize those were masks on their face. Yeah, me too. I thought they were undead. Me too. Just I, pure, purely made of bone and and ice, I that, guess. That's exactly what I thought. I thought that they were basically White Walkers. And I was like, oh, they're just undead, like, skeleton frost guys. No, that's just a mask. They look like... Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's actually more interesting, I think, that they're these evil elves. But I kind of, yeah, well, well, we'll get to that later. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we, we're ready. All we got to do is summon them. So we got our, we got our big ideas. Um, Yennefer is going to try and hold their ship in place along with a few other sorceresses. Um, and um, while they're holding it in place, uh, we're going to try and board their ships and take them out. Uh, and series, which is finally the last section of the game. <laughs> yes, this is the end of the game. Uh, Siri, her her, she doesn't like it. The idea, but Avalok is saying you need to stay behind because they're you're the one they want. 
And if they get a hold of you, they can go wherever they want, and they're done. She doesn't like that. Uh, but she agrees to it for a time. Um, which, kind of find out, Avalok wanted that all along. But, uh, yeah. So we, we begin, we begin the whole thing. They show up. We hold them in place. Geralt's off to go take them all out. And Siri then decides, screw this, I'm going to go do it myself. So begins the part where Siri is one hit killing everything. Yeah, like shockingly more powerful than she has been. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're killing everything. Uh, eventually make it to the right-hand man. What's his name? Do you remember? Karen Thier? Karen Thier? Is the, is the mage, right? She's off there trying to stop the mage. He's got his scepter. That's the one that's actually causing the whole protective ice bubble, right? Yeah, that's right. And so she, we play as her and fight him. So, like all the bosses in this game, they have a three-sectioned health bar. Uh, when you get him down to two sections of the health bar, um, she gets knocked out. He gets the upper hand, knocks her down to the ground, and it's right before he's getting ready to do the final blow on her, she teleports. She's sneaky. Yeah. So she teleports out of the way. And here comes Geralt uh, across the, the icy path right there. And uh, now we have the boss fight with the two other sections of the health bar. Uh, this fight I didn't find difficult, tedious. Because yeah, man, it's a... he teleports across the map. Yeah, especially like when you get him down to like a third, right? Because oh, yeah. then he starts, he gets a bit more aggressive. Yeah. But at least like the first third with Siri, you don't really do much. No, I liked I liked a, a bit more when you, you're playing as Geralt, and this is another one where I, I wish it had been harder because there is at least a good variety of spells. He's got a few different types since he's a mage, a different few different types of like ice balls that he's throwing at you. Mm -hmm. And I I, I kind of wish that this one would have been more challenging for me because I it's one of the fights I like more. This in the in the last fighter. You know, rather intense, and you know, right. had they been at the proper difficulty level, would have been thrilling. I would say it was. I could see how it could have been thrilling, but it wasn't actually thrilling for me. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, summons those ice guys too, uh, and then also ends up killing them if you stand between him and the ice guy. Because huh. he throws meat shield. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I do. He uses those little balls at us and kills them instead of me. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, beat him as he's laying there dying. He does his last final, uh, I guess, attempt to kill Geralt. Grabs a hold of his leg and teleports to the the ocean, the frozen ocean. And not uh, the top of it. Yeah, no. Uh, and um, Geralt's now underwater, and he's dead. I mean, not Geralt, but the the uh, the mage is dead. Um, Geralt has to swim up to the top, makes it out, 
and uh, sets his sights on the Wild Hunt's boat, which is now in the middle of a big fight. Um, uh, he does get his eye on Siri. Um, uh, she's about to be attacked by a bunch of guys who then get hit by a boat that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and she teleports out of the way. I uh, don't know where she went, but Geralt's now about, let's go kill Aridin. So we run through this gauntlet of areas, which I started fighting the enemies and they weren't dying as fast as normal. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to run past these guys. And that works yep. too. Yep. I found actually here the hounds took me six or seven hits to kill, but the people still only took like two. Yeah. I was uh, exactly like, oh, that, right. that's weird. Yeah. Uh, make it to the boat. Aridin's there. And he's like, oh, the Witcher's here. Before this, he does end up killing uh, uh, Crate. The... Uh, the father of the yeah, queen. that's the one that happens just off screen, right? Yeah. Like, crack on crates, definitely about dead, and he still he doesn't back down. He challenges Aradin and like goes in for a final swing, and then you just see Aradin with blood splattered on him. Yep. And uh, Geralt shows up. He's like, "Good, I got something to tell you. I'm going to tell you right before you die." And so begins the final boss fight. Um, we, this fight was the trickiest of them all because it was, he blocks everything and you have to sidestep him. Yep. Uh, and in, most of the fight takes place on the boat, but then he grabs Geralt and throws him through a portal <laughs> and then come, it comes out onto, I guess what, the, an icy plane. That yeah, I, I can't tell if this is the same. Like, when we were world hopping with Ivalok before, that icy plane was, like, one of our futures, right? Right. I think so. I was this that same plane? Could be. Don't know. Maybe. But, um, uh, yeah, we fight him there. Once we get him down to almost dead, he pulls us back to the boat. And uh, I lay my final blow on him and uh, slice him up real good into his in his chest. He lays over there dying, and Geralt's like, oh, yeah, you wanted to tell me something? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, uh, we've both been played. It's, it's, they're, they're pitting us against each other so he can get to Siri. And like... What? I don't believe you. <laughs> of course. I remember him saying that. I was just like, you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure this guy's been sketchy this whole time. So, let's go find out. Let's find Avalok and see. Uh, we uh, run back into um, Yennefer. She's like, where's Siri? I don't know. And he's like, oh God. There, which she sees it in the sky. Well, everybody sees it in the sky. Um, the the uh, basically a giant portal has opened up to another world, and she's like, "Well, they're obviously there, so let's go over there." So we have to run and ride a horse, and eventually make it to this area 
that's uh, being shielded by like a magical barrier. Um, only Yennefer can open the barrier, but she can't go through. Geralt's the only person can go through. Geralt goes through, climbs the tower, and finds Avalok there. And he's like, all right, what have you done with Siri?" He's like, it's what she's done with herself. And he's like, he, he didn't want to fight us. Puts his sword down. And so uh, Siri shows up. It's like, I told him to bring me here. And they're like, why? And she has the reason why the sky has opened up. And it's basically to another world. is because that is the world where the, what is it called? The, the White Frost. Yep, the White Frost. The White Frost has started taking over worlds, and I plan to go to that world and finally stop it from happening. Now, we have a few options here. Two of them are timed. You have to choose really quickly. Um, Which I actually, throughout this game, I did like the timed ones because they are usually not easy answers. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't want to find out what happens if you don't pick one. Right. Well, what, what, if you don't pick one, it just automatically chooses one for you. Randomly or whatever one, like the first one. I think it's randomly. Ah, uh, interesting. So, um, I played it off as Siri. You don't need to do this, and please don't do this to me. I remember those were the two options that I chose. Uh, see if the first one I said you don't need to do this, but then the second one I said good luck. Because <laughs> I, I was like, look, she's gonna do it. I, you know, all these decisions I've made have been basically supporting her and empowering her. So, you know, you got this. You got this, kid. So she, um, she's like, I'm sorry, girl, but I have to do this. I'm the only person that can stop this white frost from happening. You yourself have seen what this stuff can do. In the first game, at the end, we had that that premonition of what would have eventually happen to every world and every dimension. Yep, and we saw it again at this in this game with Avalok. Yep. So she's going to try and stop it. So she travels to the other world, and when she makes it there, she's in this world completely covered in snow and frost. And she starts thinking back and reminiscing about her times with Geralt. Such as the time he let her go on her own to talk to the sorceresses. The time where they threw snowballs at each other. The time they trashed Avalok's place. The time that she was able to say goodbye to her friend who saved her life and gave him a proper burial. All this stuff. And poof. The, the gateway closes, and it cuts to two weeks later. Yep. Um, so I'm going to talk about what happened in my ending. Uh, so from here, we're seeing Geralt go to uh, the Nilfgaardian King, Ciri's dad. <laughs> What's that? Just, just thought this, uh, again, like, as we mentioned it before... This whole conversation is just awkward. Everything with Amir is awkward. Yeah. Um, so we go to him. She's like, all right, so here, what's the update? 
series dead. She was able to stop the white frost, but it killed her in the process. Yep. Um, you won't find her body. You won't find Avalok's body. Yeah. Like, um, you're probably not going to find, he's well, he asks who all knows about this. He's like me and Avalok. He's like, well, where's Avalok? He said, you're probably not going to see him either. And he's, and, um, uh, Geralt says, uh, is there anything else? <laughs> and he says, yes, but you can go. <laughs> and then he's like, and Geralt, one last thing. And he, Geralt turns to him. He's like, I don't ever want to see you again. Ever. Ever. Um, he also, he asks like what the plans are. So like Jennifer wants to, um, go back up to the north, try to help rebuild, um, and, um, kind of help with the, uh, uh, becoming starting, I guess, starting the lodge back up, starting to get all the sorceresses back to working as they used to. Um, and I told, uh, I told him that I'm going to go off, continue doing Witcher stuff. Um, and so after that, uh, we do some traveling. Um, first thing we do is we go to, um, we're supposed to go back to where the old Nilfgaardian base was to get the, uh, to get a sword. Uh, the sword um, is has excellent craftsmanship as a silver s- sword for witchers. I had, uh, um, well, I had the swallow engraved in it, which was the nickname for Siri. Yeah, me too. And that was the same engraving. <laughs> yeah. I uh, then have to travel to a tavern. It was actually the tavern in White Orchard where the game began. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sit down at a table with a hooded figure. They remove their hood, and it's Siri. I then hand Siri her sword, tell her, everybody thinks you're dead. So she says, okay, let's go be witchers. And, uh, Dandelion takes over the rest, talks about my whole ending. So, essentially... Uh, Siri and Geralt continued being witchers for a long time. Eventually they separated and uh, went off and did their own thing. Geralt spent the rest of his days um, with Yennefer, uh, still, still doing witcher contracts and stuff like that. King Ravided uh, took back over pretty much all of Temeria, pushed the Nilfgaardians back down south, and continued his reign of terror with his witch hunters. Oh, wow. Yeah, to the point where he started killing non-humans and even herbalists for being heretics. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, because so much of that of, you know, we basically got the same ending, which I guess is like the neutral ending, where you both become witchers, I basically gave up on the Witcher's life and went to live with Triss. Uh, lived the, it got a bit soft, I think. Still, still took contracts only out of habit, they said, rather than out of need. Um, but for me, Radovid was dead, so that whole 
Radovid was dead. There was no witch hunting that happened. And for me, the North just became kind of like a free state. They took it over, but then realized it was too much effort to keep it, so they gave the North back. And so the North eventually became free due wow. to its own yeah, Ravited, efforts. Ravited, uh pushed back against the Nilfgaardians. And uh, within a few years, um, well, Siri's <laughs> dad got assassinated. Oh, shit. Yep. yep. I was, don't think that happened in mine. Yep, he was killed, and uh, the Nilfgaardians were pretty much never the same. Hmm. Pushed back south and were very rarely ever heard from. Similar end state, I guess, just with different, different twinges, yep. different connotations. And that's it. Yep, that's it. So let's, uh, let me bring up all these emails. The so, other two endings, in case you were curious. Sure. Siri dies, which makes sense. If you don't give her the self-confidence she needs, then she can't survive that, whatever she had to do to defeat the frost. Does she still defeat the frost, but just dies? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And then... And then basically Geralt goes and tries to get back the Witcher medallion. Um, because where was it? I think the crone took it, right? Yes. The one that got away? Yeah, the one that got away. So you go fight the crone. Oh, you wow. You kill the crone. Uh, and then he gets the pendant back and is... It says overcome with grief. And then basically that's just it. Geralt's alone being a witcher until he dies. And then apparently the good ending is that Ciri becomes the Empress of Nilfgaard. And takes over all of Temeria. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Okay. Some father-daughter activities. You're super well-bonded. Wow. Hmm. Okay. I kind of like my ending. <laughs> yeah. Other than the whole rabbit is still being alive and, well, persecuting people that don't need to be persecuted. Yeah, it feels the most real. I mean, in in the, the good, the best ending, Siri says that she can have more of an impact on the world if she becomes the empress rather than just being a witcher. But to me, their relationship, her and Geralt is, you know, father, daughter, mentor, mentee and witcher to witcher. So for her not to be a witcher anymore kind of upsets that balance. Although I guess I did too by settling with Triss, but (laughs) so, uh, let's get in these emails here. So, um, is just before that, is it weird that the the whole ending of this game seems to be dictated by what you do in the couple hours before the end of the game? That I I I was going to say that. Um, yes. Like what? What was the first forty hours for then? To find Siri, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so that's the first 40 hours is the prologue and the last four hours is the game. I, yeah. I, 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 
that that is a a little bit of an issue I have with this game. Was that yeah. really the the last ten hours of this game were the ones that really mattered? Yeah, don't want to say it like that, but well, it's kind of true. Um, but yeah, we'll, 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 let's let's save some of that for our final thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, let's get through these emails here. So some of these emails came in before we announced, hey, this is going to be the last episode. So um, first one comes in from Jamie. Says, uh, hi guys, I don't have a ton to chat about. I only vaguely remember the quest you've been chatting about. Pretty sure you still have a ways to go. When I was in Skellige, I did a ton of questing to decide who would end up king or queen. Since the king had just died, I know you guys talked about racing a girl at some point. Anyway, her name is Cirrus, and I helped her become the first queen of Skellige. Uh, no big. Feel like I did way more in Skellige than you guys did. Also, I thought I would give my ending of The Last Wish. Uh, as I mentioned in my first email, Yennefer and I were not on the greatest of terms, and I didn't like her attitude for uh, pretty much the whole game. So since I already romanced Triss, when Yennefer lifted the Jin spell, I got the option to tell her I felt nothing for her, so I totally left that girl brokenhearted on the side of a mountain. <laughs> I felt a little uh, bit bad about it, but I moved on. I would imagine that this might be closer to what Matt might have ended up with since we yep. seem to have the similar taste in women. <laughs> Yennefer in the show is greater than the Yennefer in the game. Though still kind Agreed. of though still kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt like at least she was balanced a bit more in the show where you get to see you know her upbringing and you get a little, a little bit more sympathy for her in the show. Right. Says, uh, anyways, I enjoying watching. I am, I'm enjoying you enjoy a game. Super excited to hear what you think of Horizons Zero Dawn, and looking forward to whenever you get to the DLC for The Witcher. Hopefully, the timing works out so I can play along with you, Jamie. All right, next email comes in from Jeff. Says, uh, how's it going, fellas? I really enjoy the Phoenix Down podcast. As a 41-year-old, most of my friends have long since abandoned gaming, so listening to your show kind of makes me feel like I uh, still have a few friends that play games as much as I do. I don't know that I've ever put as much time into a game as I have The Witcher 3 without finishing it. I have started the game three times from the beginning, and for mm. whatever reason, not finished it due to just not having time to press on. I wanted to talk about how the Last Wish quest played out for me. Throughout the game, I began to dislike Yen because she seemed so to be so selfish and blinded by her quest for power. Yep. Uh, uh, when this quest happened, I actually chose to tell her that I didn't feel the same about her after the spell was broken. I was so proud of myself right up until she was hurt and disappointed by me feeling uh, my feelings being gone. I immediately reloaded my save and reversed my decision. <laughs> what does that say about me? Anyway, I love the show and I'm really enjoying the Witcher 3 episodes of the show. Thanks for the great conversations and laughs. Yeah, uh, I, I wish I could have finished that quest line out so I could have told her to piss off. Because <laughs> uh, I was definitely, you know, throughout this game, especially just much, much more on the side of Triss. You know, our happily ever after was... Maybe not Geralt's normal outcome, but certainly my Geralt's outcome. Sure. But 
uh, you know, I wish I could have finished off the negativity on, on Yen and said, look, this isn't happening. Aside from the, you know, the, the fun, fun time we had on the back of that horse. That was about <laughs> it. It was all downhill after that. Also, it was a unicorn, buddy. <laughs> all right. So our next email comes in from Chad. It says, howdy crew. Uh, you all have kicked off the year with Witcher 3, and I have it written in once. What the hell is wrong with this picture? The honest answer is that I've been a bit of a lazy bastard lately, so I apologize. However, I have been waiting feverishly every week for each episode. I have to live vicariously through you all experiencing this game for the first time because, unfortunately, there is no way for me to conduct a mind wipe without irreversible consequences. Uh, this is the game, the game I would love to experience all over again for the first time. I would be playing along with you all right now, except I had just finished my third playthrough near the tail end of last year, right before you all announced that you were planning to finish the game. However, I do plan to replay both DLCs with you later this year. I'm already about halfway through Hearts of Stone and decided to put it down until you get to, till you all get to it. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm excited for it too. I just don't want to get burned out on it. And I think it's best that we kind of pace ourselves with all this Witcher stuff. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I could gush about this game for hours, but I won't because it will be a lot of the same things you all have already said. Uh, but I do want to point out a couple of interesting story events that I haven't heard you mention yet. The first one involves a cooler. C-O-O-L-R maybe a misspelling I'm not sure uh, but relatively a cooler but relatively cryptic throwback to the first Witcher game there is a secondary quest in Novograd called a message from an old friend if you walk into the bookstore there are uh, in Hierarch Square uh, is that the, Letho? What, what's that? is that Letho? no the old friend? Uh, no. Uh, if you walk, I, I know what he's talking about. Um, let's see here. If you walk into the bookstore there, uh, the owner immediately recognizes you and says that there was a red book left for you in the store years ago. The title of the book is My Manifesto, The Life of Jacques, Jacques de Aldisberg. Inside the book is a letter that prophesizes the major events that later come within the game and is simply signed with the with an A. A specific line in the letter states, the old, the old talks say a child of the elder blood can stave off the danger, but I tried and failed. Ever since, uh, I have been haunted by a hideous vision, a crowned wraith, the specter of my failure. I was the chosen one, and the chosen one failed. This is obviously a nod from CD Projekt Red confirming the theory that Aldersberg and Alvin from the first game were indeed the same person. Although not important, it was still a cool little nod back to the first game, and that whole story arc was written completely independent from the source material in the novels. The other story event I wanted to mention is another secondary quest. Near the beginning of the game, Geralt is questioned by a Morvan... Morvaran Voris while being shaved at Vizima Palace. This is an interesting way for the game to simulate an import of choices you made in the previous Witcher games. The last question he asks 
is if Geralt killed or spared Letho. If you answer that you spared him, you can then access the Ghost of the Past secondary quest. Uh, there is a farmstead near Livendale uh, that has a bunch of booby traps around it, and it has sounds coming from the barn. If you go to investigate, you'll find Letho hunkered down. He's actually happy to see Geralt because he's being hunted by Nilfgaard after the events of the second game, saying he is now an unnecessary witness. Ultimately, bounty hunters are trying to ambush the barn with a series of events resulting in Geralt chasing after Letho. It's a short quest, but typical to Letho's convincing, convening nature. Uh, or, yeah, conning, conniving, conniving, yeah. Uh, it has some twists. If he survives the ordeal and you end on good terms with him, he's one of the people you can conscript to help you fight during the Battle of Karamorin. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Like I, I said, missed him completely. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he's dead in my game. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, I could gush about this game for hours, but the sake of brevity, I'll end this email here. Uh, this is looking to be a pretty big year for game releases, but I'm hoping to at least join you all for a few games, starting with Horizon very soon. I just got a small head start on it last night. Should be a very interesting year. I'm so happy to hear you excited again for what you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a common thread. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right. Next email comes in from Antonio. It says, all right, guys, the ending I got was the one where you tell Amir that Siri sacrificed herself and you meet up with her afterwards in White Orchard. Didn't realize that wasn't the best ending, but at least it wasn't the bad one. Just a couple yep. of notes from the past few episodes. You should have helped the tree instead of the crones because they specifically had set up the orphanage to eventually eat the children. In the quest involving the cursed werewolf, you could have fed the werewolf his own flesh, causing him to die in agony once and for all. I stumbled on that option by accident because the quest was confusing, but I'm glad I did. Hmm. I Yeah, I cured him. It was kind of easy. Uh, and our last email comes in from Jamie says, hi guys, just wanted to send a quick email to let you know how my ending went. According to the internet, I got the good ending where Siri goes on her own and then Geralt tells her father, I think that she sacrificed herself. Then we meet in white orchard and she's going to be a witcher, I guess, or something like a witcher since I don't think women can be witchers, which is rude. I'm assuming I also lived happily ever after with Triss. At the time, I thought this was the perfect ending for Siri because she seemed like she wanted to live her own life. And I couldn't see her at all dressed up as an empress. However, having watched the show and seen how her grandmother was a pretty badass queen, I think Siri could have also owned being an empress who wore pants and kicked ass. Glad you guys got through it. Such a great game. Looking forward to picking it back up sometime this year, Jamie. Well, thank you all for those great emails. I do appreciate it. Glad you all enjoyed us talking about it. Matt, what's your final thoughts on the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt? Uh, this, I mean, it's it's such a big game. It's such a good game. It's rich. It's textured. There's, I, If I could play it again, I would play it a bit differently. Um. You know, for me, the best part is the world, the side quests, some of the characters, the interactions, the discovering bits as you go. Um, the part that wasn't as great as I thought it would be is kind of the overall arc of the story. 
Uh, I mean, the overall arc is fine, and I wh- I like the fact that it was clear what my goals were. Uh, because what I what I dislike the most about this type of game is when it's just, you know, I, I I've got a ever growing queue of quests, and I I just kind of take them randomly, and there's you know I'm just kind of poking around in the dark, not really knowing what's happening. Sometimes I'll discover that oh, here's what I've been doing for the last few hours. So this game had a good structure. It had a clear path forward. I mean, it's simple enough that you're trying to find Siri, and then you find her and you finish the game. But the overall story itself wasn't terribly deep. Um, so had I known that before I started playing it, I would have focused less on the story missions, and I would have lived a bit more in the moment, I think. Done a few more Witcher contracts, spent more time exploring the side quests because there were this game peaks, not seeing it through to its end. Which is unlike Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was a great game. And like I said, to, to its credit, this is the most immersed I've ever been in a world. Like, but Both because the game's absolutely gorgeous. You know, and every puddle I step in feels real, but also, again, having the surround sound really for the first time, really, like, when I first put that on, because we had picked this game up a while ago, and I put, I don't know, eight hours or so into it, and then put it down, and it wasn't until I picked it up the second time that I started wearing the headphones, but at that point, I started walking through markets, and just, I was, like, overwhelmed by the sounds, hearing chickens and people laughing and gestures and music and just so much in the weather. I, I could hear everything. I, I really felt like I was there more than than any other game that, I, that I've been in. And that immersion to me was, was the absolute pinnacle of this game. Yeah. I, you know, I, I still go, like I, uh, when we did the game of the year uh, last year, or well, it was this year, but we did the game of the year of 2019. And we talked. We mentioned slightly um, games that were some of our favorite games of the the generation since this generation is kind of ending this year. I did mention The Witcher Three, uh, even though I hadn't finished the game. I had experienced enough of this game to know that there's something special about this game. There is something yep. like you don't see this kind of thing happen. Like, and I've said it tons of times. I'll say it again right now. There are side quests in this game that would be main story quests in any other game. Like, like I didn't even talk about these two side quests. And I should bring them up. I'll bring them up now. There was a side quest that I did before doing the whole going to the Isle of Mist and stuff like that. Where I took a Witcher contract... I did level up so I could actually use the armor that I crafted for the Witcher gear. Because I had to be a certain level. And there was a Witcher contract where I was supposed to go... There was an attack on this village. Uh, a monster attack. And I went to investigate. Everybody in the village was killed. Except for a little girl. And when I go to talk to the little girl, she runs away from me. Because she's like, you're with him. And you're like, what are you talking about? She's like, you have the same eyes as him. Kind of an out. They had already hired a witcher for this contract. The witcher 
pretty much killed every single person in the village. So I take it upon myself to go find out who this person is and bring him to justice. I run into a witcher. Can't remember the guy's name, but he was from the cat school, the feline school, essentially. Um, and he was wounded and they're like, okay, so what's the deal? He's like, I killed, I can't, I think it was a werewolf. I can't remember what it was, but I killed a werewolf and they wanted to pay me like 12 orins for it. And he's like, how much do you usually get paid for like a werewolf? It's like, I'd ask usually 50. He's like, exactly. And he said, so I told them I wanted more. They told me we got some more, we got some valuables in the barn. Come with us. We'll give you the, we'll give them to you so you can pay for it. When I go to the barn, they stab me with a pitchfork and try to kill me. So I end up killing everybody there. <laughs> and so you have the option. Do you let this guy go or do you kill him? So I chose to let him go. Geralt says, this happened to me before. You know why I get the nickname, the Butcher of Blaviken. A lot of people started to attack me. I had to kill them too. So I shouldn't judge you based on that. And I was like, that's a fantastic ending to this little side quest. Yep. Um, I did another side quest, which was kind of, it was slightly goofy. So uh, in Skellige, I landed, I just randomly landed on this island and there was a perpetual storm taking place to which at, at this point I thought, oh, that's just a regular occurrence in this game because there's always wind and rain. But now there was a storm going on on, on this little part of this, of the island. And the villagers were like, would you please help us? A couple of nights ago, this tower appeared out of nowhere. And we don't know where it came from, but ever since this tower's been here, there's been a storm going on, and it won't stop. So I go to investigate that tower. The tower is pretty much locked by magical barriers. There's a guy in there, and he's like, thank God somebody came. Because I've been stuck in this tower for a couple of days, and I can't get out. And they're like, what the hell's going on? He's like, I bought this tower in an auction, and apparently it's magical, and it teleported me somewhere. And he's like, you're in Skellige. He's like, how in the hell did I get to Skellige? I was on the whole other part of the continent. And you go through this tower with this guy trying to turn off all these magical like booby traps and stuff, fighting a bunch of stuff that's like protectors of the tower. And finally, uh, we, we were able to turn off all the, the defense mechanisms the tower teleports and leaves Geralt in midair, falls down into the ocean, and has to swim back to shore. And all the villagers are like, thank you so much. And they try to give me money and stuff like that. And I'm like, don't worry about it. The guy who owned the tower gave me money. You guys keep your money. I was like, that's a great quest too. <laughs> then the, like this stuff, and the, this is like hour, an hour long quest. I mean, this is like something that yep. would be, that would take a long time to do. Yeah, these are the heights of this game. Yeah, certainly. You, you don't you don't see that in other games. Like this is insane, the amount of content that these guys squeezed into a single disc is crazy, and it is one of the best games of the generation. And just 
a really spectacular game. Are there some issues with it? Sure. Every game's going to have that. But you can look past it just by how great it is and how yep. great that content is. Because let's put it let's put it into perspective. This game is huge. It's massive. Got a giant world, and there's tons to do in it. There's also another game that's a lot like this, and we played it. It's called Kingdoms of Amalur. Kingdoms of Amalur is a pretty good game. Has some good combat mechanics in it, mm-hmm. but what it missed was the content itself. Tons yep. of stuff to do in the game. None of it mattered. Yeah, and the level of qual- yeah amount of content and level of quality of content. Exactly. So that's the thing is like Kingdoms of Amalur. I, I adore that game. I thought it was fun. It was great. The story was meh at best. Um, the Witcher take took that, turned it up to a hundred, and said, "We're gonna make it the best we can," and it succeeded. It's like it's one of yep. the best games. It's one of the best games in the past decade, easily. So I enjoyed the crap out of this game, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, the The only major issue I have is the fact that, like you said before, the ending is really determined on the last probably three hours of this game. Yep, and I hate, like, every game I play now that's remotely like this, I always compare back to, for me, the best example of storytelling and impact, which is still Mass Effect 2 for me. Because... Throughout that game, you're making the decisions that influence the end of the game. At the same time, you're getting to know better and better the key characters that make up your group. In this game, you know, if I had one other minor complaint, it's that you don't really get as much detail around these surrounding characters. Aside from Jennifer and Triss, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, even the the people that were recruiting. I mean, I, for example, how, how much time do you even spend with the other Witchers in this game? Almost none. None. You know, you, you spend the whole end of this game is to get the you know the other sorceresses around, but you don't really know them at all. Aside from maybe name. Yep. So, I I don't want to compare everything back to Mass Effect 2 because I don't think everything needs to be Mass Effect 2 but that was just such a milestone for me because so many things came together so well. This game has the side quests really really well done but if they if there had been a way to have those side quests tie more into characters that mattered for the for this overall story arc it would have been even slightly better. Yeah. And maybe not, because, you know, maybe the goal of Mass Effect 2 was to assemble a team. The goal of Witcher 3 is to have a world that's fully realized. So, you know, there's different ways to kind of maybe weigh the strengths and and perceived weaknesses against each other. But, I don't know, what it did, it did amazingly well. I just, you know, if they could have somehow tied better into the overall story arc, you know, it, it would have been almost untouchable for yeah. me. I feel like... You know, uh, you say Mass Effect Two. Me personally, I feel like there's there's two games out there that handle the choices a little bit better than The Witcher. Dragon Age. Dragon Age Origins. And I can't believe you forgot this. 
Alpha Protocol, man. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I would, I would put Alpha Protocol on there as far, but for Alpha Protocol, for me, they, they do the impact of your decisions really well, but the quality isn't really there, and the characters aren't really there. There's got some pretty good characters in that game. Yeah, not. I mean, not to say that they're bad, but they're, they're not as lifetime memorable to me as Dragon Age or The Witcher or That's Mass Effect. That's true. That's true. Like, uh, yeah, just, maybe just too much stuck in genre fiction. <laughs> well, the the man. Like, I, I'm still a firm believer in Alpha Protocol, and anybody out there who is listening has not played Alpha Protocol and you enjoy an RPG. Do yourself a favor and play that game. Not kidding around. Yep. It, it is... A diamond in the rough. It, it, it's, it's, it's definitely rough. But, it's definitely rough. Because, man, like the gameplay in that game is the low point in that game. But everything else, that is the most branching game I have ever played in my entire life. Yep. And that's saying something, guys. It's insane. Like just the, just the small things that you do, like every little detail eventually has a payoff, and it's something you didn't even realize. God, that's, that game is insanely good, and it's made by Obsidian, who you know what has a pretty good track record now. So, and there was one other game, and I do want to mention it here because I didn't mention it on the podcast because oh, I actually had to leave, I had to go to work. Uh, that day, so I, I had to be quick about my games of the generation. Another game I keep forgetting to mention, which is seriously one of the best RPGs I've ever played, Divinity Original Sin 2. Guys, anybody yep. out? Oh my god, that is. I've got one and two enhanced. I have never even started either of them. Oh my gosh, the, the, like Original Sin one is good, like really good, but two. Is seriously like it's just it's sublime. The storytelling in that game, the mere fact that the, every single piece of dialogue is voiced, including internal thoughts and narrations, and the combat in that game is so meticulously made. It is so freaking good. Like I, I can't stress that enough. Original Sin Two. Like, you, you don't even have to play Original Sin 1. Original Sin 2 takes place like a thousand years after Original Sin 1. Oh, really? It does not matter. Original Sin, like, I would say don't skip Original Sin 1 because it's still a good game. But Original Sin 2 is superb. It is hmm. one of the best RPGs I have ever played. So, definitely. That's, that's another one I wanted to, I wanted to put on there. It's, it's so good. But yeah, that's that's The Witcher 3, the main story of Witcher 3. Uh, we are going to play the DLCs. First, we are going to start Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, in fact, we're going to go ahead and start playing it this week. Matt, are you good to record next week for Horizon? Uh, I certainly am. About 20 minutes after we get off this call, I'm going to go start it. There you go. So I have, I like I said, I have... I played this game for about 20 minutes. I played the mm. part where you're a kid, and when I took over as adult Alloy or Aloy, whatever her name is, I stopped. And that's as far as I've ever made it in this game. So I yeah. played it start to finish, 32 hours, and never went back for the DLC. There you go. 
So are we? Are, so here's the question that I need to bring to you now: Are we going to finish this game and then start the DLC? Because I've heard Jamie specifically told us that we probably need to do that because she said she found it very hard to go back to the frozen wilds. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say yes, unless for some reason it takes us like four or five recordings or six recordings to get through the main game, which it absolutely shouldn't. But if it was going to drag on, I might say, all right, we need a break. But, uh, you know, at the moment, I'm imagining two or three recordings to get through the, the main game. And then, yeah, I would say jump into the DLC. Okay, that works for me then. We'll uh, we'll give it a shot and we'll play it by ear. If we're getting burned out on Horizon, we may we may hold off and and do the DLC later. I don't actually own the DLC, so I had to purchase it. <laughs> I did too, which is well, which is funny because I went to buy the DLC. It was fifteen dollars or ten dollars still, and then on my PC there was a, a code some deal website said you can get the entire complete edition for five dollars and twenty cents. Which is a crime that that game should ever be sold for five dollars only. Oh man! So I, re- I, I, even though I own the game, I rebought the complete game to get the DLC for five bucks. Well, there you go. That's cheaper than buying just the DLC. So whatever. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us. Um, if you would like to send an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, please let us know. If you want to talk more about The Witcher, be my guest. If you want to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, which will be the next episode, go right ahead. I have not played any of it. This will be my first time playing it. All I know is you use a bow and arrow and there's robot animals. That's all I know about this game. Robot T-Rex. How do you top that? I don't know. We'll see. I, To be honest with you, I have a fear. I have a fear that I'm going to hate this game. I have a fear I'm going to secretly hate this game. And I'll be honest with you, and I don't want to sound jaded. I feel like I don't like Sony exclusives. <laughs> I don't know why, but like Uncharted, ugh, I don't like Uncharted. I don't like The Last of Us. Days Gone, I think I would hate. Like... The only one that I've I've and I've played a decent amount of is God of War, and that's the only one I've fully enjoyed. Like I didn't like the new Infamous. Infamous Second Son was a wash. Yeah, not because the originals. God no, not by a long shot. So I don't know. I I may love this game. I may think it's meh. I may think it's okay. We'll mm. see. I'm I I. I, I am afraid that I will not like it. Purely because it's a Sony exclusive? Not because of that. I don't know why. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't think it's because it's, I, like, I don't hate Sony or anything like that. I'm not a stupid fanboy or anything. I just, I don't know. I guess it's in my mind because a lot of the Sony exclusives I don't like. Yeah. It's, it's to be honest with you, it's kind of Naughty Dog games I don't like. I just don't like their their style of game. So we'll see. I'll give it a shot. But that's it for us. Um, if you'd like to tweet to us, I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. 
But uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here. That has been The Witcher 3 main game. Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week. And we'll be back next week with the beginning of Horizon Zero Dawn.